Welcome to the JNNP podcast. My name is Karine Pikema and I will be your guest host today. Coming up, we have an interview with Professor Amar Al-Chalabi from King's College London. He will be talking to Harriet about the potential link between prenatal levels of testosterone and amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS. But first up is Dr. Gabrielle Schmidt. She and her colleagues at the Department of Psychosomatic Medicine and Psychotherapy at the Technical University of Munich in Germany analyzed research articles reporting on the use of psychotherapy as a treatment for dizziness. All of us have experienced dizziness at some point, for instance, as a result of low blood sugar levels, getting up too quickly, or as a result of a balance problem. These spells of dizziness are generally brief and harmless. But dizziness can become problematic too. For instance, over the age of 75, dizziness is one of the most common complaints doctors hear. In 30 to 50% of these cases, there is no satisfying medical explanation for the dizziness. And about 80% of uh, this group is severely affected. I am joined by the lead author of the review, Dr. Gabrielle Schmidt. So, Gabrielle, thank you very much for joining me. As you write in your article, a large number of dizziness sufferers remain untreated. Can you give us an impression of how uh, this dizziness may affect people's lives? Well, these patients feel impaired in their daily functioning and working life due to the dizziness, and often they are afraid that the dizziness might get worse while they are out and on the way, or that they may experience a dizziness attack in the metro, for example. And many patients report that they can only go out if uh, their partner is with them and they, yeah, they are really very afraid and they avoid going to the tube and to places where they can't leave quickly. They rather stay at home and avoid or stop doing things and this avoidance behavior may lead to social isolation. So um, do you think that uh, the fear causes the dizziness then in those cases? Well, sometimes, firstly, there is the fear and then um, the dizziness is like a symptom of the fear or of the panic the people experience. But sometimes it's the other way around that, for example, when someone suffers from Meniere's disease, the vertigo attacks are very um, intensive and uh, patients experience them as very, very unpleasant. And... Um, in the vertigo attack, they feel helpless and insecure, and often they report about symptoms that sound like a panic attack. And then there may be like conditioning processes. When you remember Pavlov's dog, um, when you combine the, um, the sausage with a bell, then the dog starts to drool, and when you um, repeat it sometime, when the dog hears the bell, the drooling is coming without the sausage. And that may be the case in the patients with a secondary fear reaction. Right. Um, so it, it is really very disruptive for everyday life then? Yes, they really feel very impaired and they actually report a lower quality of life compared to those patients who only have an organic vertigo. Um, and so you are particularly interested in how psychotherapy might benefit these patients. Um, what do you think 
the link is between dizziness and uh, psychiatric disorders such as um, anxiety, for instance? Well, patients with anxiety and those with dizziness are very similar. And um, one similarity is that both groups of patients show similar behaviors like avoidance. Okay. And they suffer from similar complaints like dizziness, spatial disorientation, and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And there are similar neurobiological mechanisms. For example, similar neurotransmitters such as noradrenaline. Or in the brain, there are direct links between areas that mediate anxiety reactions and those areas which are responsible for the balance system and for vestibular functions. Okay, so it really does seem to make a lot of sense um, to use psychotherapy to help these patients. So for this paper, you searched for articles uh, that use psychotherapy to treat unexplained dizziness. And it looks like your results are suggesting that the best treatment uh, may be a combination of vestibular rehabilitation and um, psychotherapy or cognitive behavioral uh, treatment. So why do you think a combination of these two treatments uh, might be very effective for this type of dizziness? Well, both cognitive behavioral therapy and vestibular rehabilitation address the functional impairment due to the dizziness. And they both um, aim to normalize the body's way and to reduce the severity of the dizziness symptoms. And both approaches develop individualized treatment plans and provide exposure to reach habituation to the dizziness and to make the dizziness in this way better. And in addition, vestibular rehabilitation programs already cover implicitly some psychotherapeutic elements such as psychoeducation and exposure. And cognitive behavioral therapy may be very helpful to prepare the vestibular exposures to minimize or to reduce the anxiety which is associated with the exposure and the unpleasant feelings and things like this. Right. Um, so I read, I read in the article that a lot of the patients that were tested after one year or that were seen after one year, they, they seem to have still the same problems. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that um, the, where we um, involved in our review three studies. And in all three studies, they conducted cognitive behavioral psychotherapy and they didn't, um, or the therapy was not tailored for anxiety or for depression or for somatization. And these are the uh, three disorders, the three mental disorders that we often um, can evaluate when we look behind the dizziness in these patients. And we think in our research group that it's very important to offer tailored care or tailored psychotherapy for these patients, that you have to treat like the anxiety symptoms and you have to treat the depression symptoms or the depressive symptoms and the somatization. And behind the dizziness, there are like three big groups of patients. And the psychotherapy should be tailored for these disorders behind the dizziness. So it seems like the specific tailoring is uh, much more effective uh, to treat those patients that otherwise remain untreated. So what do you think should happen next? What are the new avenues for research that should be explored? Well, further research 
uh, is urgently needed and should be with larger and representative samples covering all age groups. And in Munich, we have now like uh, the Integrated Center for Research and Treatment of Vertigo. It's um, in the University Hospital of Großhadern um, in Munich. And there we practice this model, and it functions very well. There are like the patient um, comes in the morning for the diagnostic um, intervention or diagnostic um, um, examinations, and um, they go to a neurologist, and there are other disciplines that see the patient and evaluate whether um, there are problems, in, like psychosocial problems or uh, problems with the ear or with the eyes and so on. Another aim is to develop tailored psychotherapeutic interventions for these patients. And so in a second step, we want to conduct a psychotherapy study, a randomized control trial, um, which will be a psychodynamic approach in combination with physical training and exercises and um, psychoeducation. And we are focusing on the underlying mental disorder like panic, anxiety, depression, and somatization. And the control groups will um, get a treat the treatment as usual. So this really sounds uh, very promising news for patients who suffer from untreated dizziness. Yeah, we hope so, because patients really suffer from the dizziness and they are really impaired. And well, that's um, associated with costs for the whole population and for the um, uh, health services. That was Dr. Gabrielle Schmidt. Her article, Psychotherapy in Dizziness, a Systematic Review, is this month's Editor's Choice and can, as always, be downloaded for free at jnnp.bmj.com. Next up on the podcast, Harriet will be finding out from Professor Amar Al-Chalabi how ALS might be associated with exposure to high levels of testosterone in the womb. Here's Harriet. That was Harriet talking to Professor Amar Al-Chalabi. His article is this month's Patient's Choice and can also be downloaded for free at jnnp.bmj.com. Well, that was it for this month. Join us again next time when we will be discussing thrombolysis in acute ischemic stroke and um, look at how psychological distress might be linked to unexplained symptoms in neurology outpatients. Thanks for listening.